Welcome to Head Over Feels, the podcast where we discuss matters of the heart while also using our heads, blending emotional awareness with intellectual relationship skills. We promise raw, real, and sometimes ridiculous advice on love, sex, and relationships. I'm Megan Sundra. And I'm Fernando DV. We're here to tag team you with juicy insights, tantalizing tools, and sometimes embarrassing anecdotes in order to help you have the best love life ever. On this week's episode, we'll be answering letters about a messy love polygon, a moody girlfriend, Uh, learning to love an uncut dick, mm -hmm. and the book Models by Mark Manson. Yeah. We got juicy stuff to get into today. Yes, we do. I'm so excited. And uh, we got a couple quick announcements as Mm -hmm. well. Try to make it quick. You know, we like to talk too. (laughs) (laughs) So first thing is we have an upcoming live Q&A that's going to be on February 7th. At 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We also just realized that this is apparently Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> you see how much we care about sports. Here. Yeah, we, we did not know this until just now. Uh, so we're still doing it because fuck it. Um, but if you are conflicted about what to do, put both of them on. We would love for you to attend, even if um, you pop in and out of participating or listening. That's totally okay. We want to be there for you and help you with your relationship questions submit them ahead of time we recommend or catch us on the fly catch us off guard (laughs) and ask us during the live q a that's kind of the point but yeah please do join us and uh, we respect other things you have going on but we like to think that we got a pretty cool shit you know planned for you yeah i mean we know you're only watching for the commercials anyway so (laughs) true (laughs) (laughs) that's what i used to do when i was growing up only commercials and you're like ah whatever it's right doing other things (laughs) and we have prizes which the super bowl does not oh shit and yeah (laughs) you don't have to pay to get into this one Uh so our prizes uh, will be in no specific order we have a we're giving away a 90 minute coaching call and that can be split up Mm -hmm. if that's um you know amenable for you with one or both of us Mm -hmm. Uh, we also are offering a $25 gift card to Amazon and we'll Valentine's Day candy. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So the way we're going to pick winners is a raffle of who is present on the Q&A. And uh, you never know at what moment we're going to do that. Oh, shit. <laughs> we yeah. might not even know. We're gonna do that. <laughs> we might forget altogether. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't. <laughs> but it's going to be a good time. So ask us your questions, past, present or future. And we would love to chat a little more off the cuff, a little more loosey goosey, you know? Yeah. Get to know your hosts. Bring your wine because we are. We are. <laughs> See our beautiful faces. Yes. <laughs> we also uh, have a Facebook group called Rebel Hearts. And so this is where we will have discussions. We'll, you know, post episode discussions, memes, et cetera, et cetera. This is a community that we've created so that you can be your best yourself in there yeah and you have to join the group to see the facebook live that's that's where it's happening so come on in (laughs) exactly also you know if you do miss the event and are interested in coaching go to headoverfieldspod.com slash coaching and then you can schedule like a consulting call for with one or both of us your hosts myself and megan um to go over anything anything that you want to talk about relationship interpersonal struggles we want to give you tools and guidance on how to navigate anything that you're struggling with. Right. Yeah. And if you want to submit your question for the show where we can publicly give you advice, which is different than coaching, and we'll get into that more on another episode, I think, which would be fun to clarify. Yeah. But submit your questions, whether it's past, present, or hypothetical, um, headoverfieldspod.com slash contact. There's a form there. You can make it as anonymous as you wish. And we would love to touch on the topic um, for, you know, 
roughly 10 minutes on the show. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going to squeeze in as much as we can help you, but uh, we would be stoked to hear about it. So don't hold back. Share whatever you feel like you want to hear about. Yeah. And, last thinking, and speaking of sharing, mm-hmm. make sure you share our and like our episode, our episodes and our yes, podcast please. and yes, give please. us, we especially love iTunes reviews. Because that's apparently the only mon- barometer that matters <laughs> in the podcasting world. And so you can do that through your Apple podcast app or through iTunes as well. And yeah. so five stars, reviews, please. We love them. And thank you for the people who have. And for the people who are going to, thank you as well. Yeah, thank you so much for the love, guys. We really appreciate it. We put our all into these episodes. And we really want you guys to get really valuable stuff out of it. Yes, exactly. We want to give a shout out to a review on the Apple podcast app from Warren Justice. He says that we are thoughtful, sharp, and fun. (laughs) Thank you, Warren. Thank you. Um, The review says, I love it when Meg boils with rage. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when Meg boils with rage. (laughs) I do too, honestly. And it pleases me to hear inconsiderate boyfriends get reamed. But then... When the duo deconstruct a complicated situation, I end up reflecting on my experiences and learning something. A delight all around from sex farts to emotional processing and back again. <laughs> thank you, Warren oh Justice. God, we I appreciate forgot. the love. Yes, thank you, Warren. I forgot about <laughs> sex farts, but that was a thing. That was a good episode. <laughs> yes. Go back and listen to it. Yeah. So let's get to our questions. Our first question is from B, a straight male, and he writes, Hey, Fernando and Meg, here's the sitch. Off the bat, I'm in love um, with a woman who's not in love with me. Oh, Mm. man. Uh, (laughs) I've been involved with her. Let's call her D, who is a bisexual woman and my submissive. She is still in love with her ex-boyfriend who's practically engaged to another woman, which he has a family with. Whoa. And the plot thickens. <laughs> the ex-boyfriend is basically cheating on his fiance with the woman I'm in love with. <laughs> oh, man. This is like a soap opera right oh, now. Oh, God, right? Uh, Dee was so clear before we had started our relationship that her ex-boyfriend would be in her life emotionally and physically. I thought to myself, that's cool. She has another outlet other than me, as we all come from a swinger slash poly kind of lifestyle. I'm all for her relationship with him. But in the last few months, she's revealed that her feelings are growing more for her ex. The space that was held... Uh, that was held for me is shrinking. I'm also upset that everyone else knows what's going on, but the ex's current fiance. So he's basically a cheater, which doesn't sit well with me. We, Oh my God. Yeah. We just recently had a falling out because she revealed she wants to be closer to him, but she still wants to be with me, even knowing I want more from her than she can actually give me. Uh, D tells me things like be patient and she's working on some things that only her ex can help her with. I think she keeps me around because we play well together as a you know a dom sub dynamic. Mm. As a distraction, I've been dating two other women. What? And... <laughs> two other women? <laughs> yeah, it's oh a good distraction, I guess. Um, and they don't know where my heart truly lies. Oh. <laughs> and I need to take like a breath in this. I know that's so like... much. <laughs> it's like yeah. Although they are great women, they really can't compare to D. I'm in a true pickle. Uh, do I do I stay? Do I go? Do I ride till the wheels fall off? Now here's another kicker: the greatest love of my life, Nicole, just recently contacted me and wants to reconnect. And what? None, and none of these women can hold a candle to her. 
What? This is like an episode of like Young and the Restless. There's like I need like a diagram to keep track of these people. Right? <laughs> oh my god. And none of these women can hold a candle to her. Distance has always been a problem, but not so much now. There are now better possibilities. It's like I have a bird in a hand that wants to sort of leave. Two birds in the bush and a wonderful phoenix flying overhead. <laughs> Megan Fernando, what's a guy to do? Um, first, please mail us a flowchart. <laughs> but second, like, is like, what is the problem? Didn't you just tell us like what you really wanted here? <laughs> I heard the resolution right in the question. Yeah. The <laughs> like the woman of your dreams, who is now more available to you, and geography is no longer an issue. You said I think Nicole that was the name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just date her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does that simplify it? Maybe. That's uh, uh, that's where I'm at too. I this I'm hearing. Yeah, like this is the classic dumpster fire meme. Is what I'm hearing. Oh, God. Sorry, um, B. This is just what I'm hearing. You know, in this. Yeah. You're describing that. Um, you referred to D's like ex boyfriend as a cheater. It's like, well, it takes two to cheat, mm-hmm. and. Remember that both Dee and her boyfriend are being complicit in cheating. You know, he's mm-hmm. cheating knowingly with his fiance, and Dee is knowingly and willingly taking part to, mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. in this. So both of them are, by definition, cheating right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like any one of them gets a pass, no matter what rose-colored glasses or relationship you have with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just... You know, when anytime there's a situation where someone's not able to give what you want, they're like, oh, just wait, just hold on, just yeah. hold on. Um, I start making that voice because I'm like, it just doesn't work out. It's sure. usually like a, it's, I'm not of the opinion that's like the worth waiting it out because how long are we playing this for? You know, this, yeah. this goes to the similar examples of like the, uh, you know, deadbeat partners mm. or, or, you know, like, oh, I'll fix myself, but then no one's showing, taking action. Like, mm. no, if they really want to fucking make this work, they would. And if they don't, they don't. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's like either you need to accept the circumstances of this situation. So that looks like their your your relationship with D is going to look exactly what it's like. It might look like it's diminishing now because now she's, you know, cheating with her ex again mm-hmm. or whatever. And or you leave. Mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion that as you put it, like your your ex, uh, Nicole, who you you seem to have a high like uh, perspective of mm-hmm. is coming back to your life and now all these things are lined up to be available that sounds like the best option here i worry that you know you mentioning having a distraction and that you these people don't know where you're at and the part of me that wants to be like you know this is kind of broaching this unethical piece here a little bit of usury it sounds like yeah mm-hmm. and like i don't know what agreements you have with these people but like if they don't know what's going on and you know, if you're in this poly swinger community, at the very least, I'd like to see, you know, know that there's some sort of like, hey, I, I'm dating you as a rebound. Or, you know, it's being transparent about where you're at. Like, mm-hmm. there's no emotional connection here. I'm struggling, but I just want, you know, I just want a connection. Be honest about that. Mm-hmm. And if that's not, you know, you're able to do, then just know that you're not acting exactly, you're not, yeah, you're not acting any higher than what they're doing. Because they're acting dishonestly as a D and ex-boyfriend, and then now you're also maybe being complicit in some level of dishonesty with these other people. So I think we need to call out, you know, all the behavior that's happening in this, like, yeah. this situation. And, like, as much as it is simple to tell you, like, just date Nicole, and I'm not telling you to break up with everyone else because you shouldn't be non-monogamous. Like, um, that's okay. But I'm, I want you to, in this process, step back and examine 
why, how did this come to pass? <laughs> like, <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's a useful exercise. And as much as we like to crack jokes, we're not trying to shame you. But um, just from an outside perspective, there's an element of like some alarm bells going off here, some like overwhelm yep. just reading what's going on. So there must be overwhelm experiencing it. You're yes. the one living your life. How do you schedule all these people? Um, what do they think of you and how are they scheduling it? What are yeah. What feelings are they going through? So it's sort of like if you're going to juggle four partners at once um i think you have to be really clear with them and with yourself about Mm -hmm. why you're doing it is everybody fully clear and on board and are you um in any of those relationships to compensate or to cope with something that you're not addressing deep down Mm -hmm. so like the two birds in the bush or whatever they didn't even get names here (laughs) like um are you using them to get away from the stress and complexity of the other situations? Are you trying to fill your yeah. time because you're not comfortable being alone? Are you chasing an unavailable woman, D, who like emotionally won't give you what you want because you don't respect yourself enough to stand up and say, I deserve to be with someone who can give me their full attention? Or you're compromising your morals to be with people who you see are doing immoral things like enabling cheating. Like there's a lot of other things probably going on here. I don't know how much you've examined it, but we invite you to do so. (laughs) Is this setup fully fulfilling for you? Um, Are you okay with dating people with questionable ethics? Is this rubbing off on you? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you leading people on who are involved? Just sort of like, you know, yeah, take a look at all this stuff. Because I think you have a lot to learn here if you do examine it. And if you still choose to continue to do it, great. Now you just are doing so with clear eyes, Yeah, at least. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that you hit a nail on the head on something that it just sounds like a domino effect in a sense. Mm. You know, it's like the, it's starting with Dee and her ex-boyfriend. And then now it's like the ripple effect where now, in a sense, you're, they're, you're, it sounds like you have some discomfort around it, but there's a maybe some level of acceptance there. And or maybe conflict, you know, confliction too. That's like, yeah, like I see this, but I think, you know, like I said, consider that by you just being accepting of it, you're in a sense saying, Okay, like I don't agree with this, but you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Mm. And I understand it's hard whenever you have a really good dynamic with someone, especially, you know, if you have a if you have a really good uh, Dom sub dynamic yeah, and yeah. it's great but um those can be hard to find yeah exactly but at the same token like I, it sounds like there there needs to be a heart to heart and i really love that heart to heart with yourself mm-hmm. that you were talking about um and it sounds like maybe you need to have that with all these other people like mm-hmm. if you are wanting more time for d and she can't give that to you then at, at this point it's like if i were in that in that position i'd be like okay well either i'm going to de-escalate relationship or move on mm-hmm. i pr- personally probably say it's, it's just I would have to pass on this relationship because um, what I'm seeing is like my time and energy is like being sucked into this thing that I want more of, but I'm not getting. And I'm getting these empty promises that I'm going to get the thing, but I'm actually getting less of it as I'm asking for it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an avoidant, anxious kind of dynamic playing oh, wow, out yeah. in some way. But also it's like, well, if they really want to keep spending time with me, they would make that time. But if they're spending more time with their ex and they're expressing that's what they want to do, that's clearly what they're making time and space for. So I would rather, I want know that I value quality time mm-hmm. and I want to be with people who want who explore that. And if Nicole, it sounds like she's reaching out to you and connecting, reconnecting, she's wants to be, you know, spend time with you. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas this other person, you're like fighting, you know, like you're fighting for crumbs. Yeah. And this other person is like, just gave you a loaf. He's like, hey, like I like to offer you this loaf. Have a whole loaf yeah. of love. Yeah. <laughs> a whole love loaf. Love loaf. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, when you when we play, you know, and when we lay it out like that, it just seems that this uh, the thing with the. Yeah, if you wrote it out, it's just going to be. I feel like it's you're going to ride till the wheels go off. I, I think it's going to be a, a painful long ride down to yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just feel for you that this is just you know a hard situation. And while yeah, we were probably a little bit jokey at the beginning. You know, at the end of the day, it's like hearing all this level of complexity in a relationship. You're just like, um, I think you said it before, Meg. We we create that simplicity in some mm-hmm. sense, and so we. I think that we have to like look at that and, you know, from outside perspective, we're just like, it's clear as day for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we appreciate you writing in to, you know, get some clarity, but it seems cut and dry, at least from our perspective and my perspective, especially that, um, you know, things with D just need to move on. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's a time down the road you two can reconnect, but right now it seems like her uh, priorities are elsewhere Mm -hmm. and she's making that clear with her actions. Oh, well said. Thank you for writing in. Yeah, thanks, B. B. Yep. Our next letter is from Vaughn. It's a 27-year-old bi man. Hey, MNF. My girlfriend has had these bad moods that have been getting in the way of sex lately, and I don't know what to do to get past them. The first year we were together was really fun lots of flirting laughing and sex but for the past year even before the pandemic she started ranting the second that she gets through the door when i tell her to relax she just turns it on me and lays into me about stupid shit like little things and things i don't have much control over it's always something she's constantly negative about everything in life complaining gossiping refusing to consider a different way of looking at things at least if we order food and watch something for a while she seems better but as soon as I try to start playing around with her sexually, she closes off and acts pissy but don't, won't explain why. Or if she does, it's unrelated to the situation. We barely have sex anymore and I'm tired of walking on eggshells. I'm starting to think she doesn't like me anymore or is too wrapped up in her own bullshit to be a part of a good relationship. Mm. I'm try- I am tried talking it out with her, but she blows up or shuts down. I know she has a good time with her friends. They're always posting pics of them smiling together. So I know that she can be positive sometimes. What can I do anymore? I just want to have a good time with my girlfriend, but apparently that's too much to ask of her. Sex is an important part of a relationship to me, so I feel like I'm going to explode if I can't get her to go back to the way she was before. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I really hear your frustration, Vaughn. Like, I want to acknowledge that and validate it. Um, I can tell that you're hurting by a lack of connection with her. Like it sounds like you are trying to genuinely get her to um, be in a better mood, not just for your benefit, but hers too. Like you reminisce about times that were way more fun together where you both were really happy. So you're like holding that memory and being like, I know this is possible. What's what's going on? Um, And she may not know what's going on. She may not be able to articulate it, even though you're trying to ask and ascertain. So that's good. Uh, this could be a sign that she's anxious or depressed right now. There could be some really mm. difficult stuff going on that she's like lashing out because she doesn't have good emotional regulation or tools to deal with it yeah. or words to express it. Uh, misery loves company. And 
I think it's because when we're miserable and feel down on ourselves or impotent in what we're trying to achieve in life or unloved by others, we try to drag those around us down as like this maladaptive coping strategy because we're trying to be like, I may be miserable, but at least I'm not the only one who's miserable. At least I'm not alone. If other people are miserable too, then we can like empathize with each other's misery and I won't feel so alone. Mm -hmm. And so like maybe she's coming from that perspective. Maybe this is her like really clumsy way of trying to get her feelings validated, like expressing negativity and hoping you go like, yeah, babe, that really sucks. Like, I'm sorry that's happening to you instead of like arguing her with her. Like, I don't know what your response is in the moment when she's complaining about stuff in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she's, I think, on some level experiencing legitimate pain. Yeah. That's what I'm mm-hmm. feeling. That's a mm-hmm. great observation. Meg. Mm-hmm. I I am curious um, about to hear more about how your dialogue actually goes Mm -hmm. i think sorry if i'm gonna sound like i'm naysaying everything (laughs) but i i know when people say oh i've talked to them yeah but talking to them is talking at them and not with them oh that's true so are you asking her things or are you telling her things Mm. asking like what do you need right now Mm. do you need space do you need time etc are you halting hungry angry lonely or tired yeah Uh Uh, (laughs) um, what do you need from me uh, are you upset with me or are you upset at something else? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or are you telling her like, Hey, calm down, stop that. Or yeah. like, Oh, can you stop X, Y, and Z? That's what I'm hearing is the telling you what to do. Yeah. No one likes to be told what to do. No. And by asking those clarifying things and we understand like, is this something that you've done? No. Okay. So what, what's going on, babe? Like, can you tell me more about like, you know, it sounds like you're really frustrated and I understand that, you know, you've had a long day or, you know, things have been just kind of not going your way lately. So let's you know, let's talk about it. Yeah, like get curious without judgment. Yeah. I, I almost thought there was like maybe avoidant attachment style. Oh. You know, kind of like the, uh, you know, you're trying to pull in to get close and she's like, Mm-mm, you know, pushing mm-hmm. away. Um, another thing, another observation I had, this, this also could be a sign of emotional abuse. Oh, yeah. Because a common um, – side effect of being in, in a victim of emotional abuse is like uh, self-doubt because oh. right now you're like i don't know what's going on and mm-hmm. um you know that's you know there could also be like some levels of gaslighting that are happening mm-hmm. you know you're just like hey how's your day and she may be like attacking you for things that are unrelated and you're like right. whoa like i have no con-, you know like you said no control over this mm-hmm. um i did want to call out as in, in the letter it did sound like there's a bit of like a um like you have this like projected expectation mm-hmm. kind of like we're in a relationship therefore we have sex yeah i did hear that and too. Right. i just wanted to say like you know no one owes you you know in a relationship that's all negotiable and needs to be consensual so right. i i hear you say you you know this is a need for you in relationships which i'm great i'm happy that you understand that about yourself mm-hmm. but um you also that is not something to be expected from anyone right no matter how long or little you've been dating or how often you've done it before it does not matter mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on with her and i think you know, like you said it meg alluding to the uh we don't know what else is going on with her and some people do get a bit more walls up defensive and aggressive in their defense when um maybe there's some really hard shit going on mm-hmm. um so it's like it's there's a lot to dissect here and we don't know whether is this her lashing out at you mm-hmm. or is it really nothing to do with you but you're the person who's um what they call it. uh you're depending on how long this relationship has been you might be her attachment figure oh. and where attachment figure is like growing up 
you are, you know, your parents or your attachment the figures. The closest emotional figure to you, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. And depending on how those relationships go, you know, so in a sense, as we have intensive relationships, we start playing out our traumas and our struggles with our parents, with our loved ones. Yes. So then it's like, awesome, I'm treating my partner like my parents. Right. Never a fun thing to deal with, yeah. but um, that is the reality. It's like, and going to therapy uh, can help us like dissect that and start mm-hmm. see undoing the, some of the, understanding and undoing some of those patterns or recognizing so that way we can, you know, re- put it in reverse or put your thing down, flip it and reverse it. <laughs> um, it's quoting Missy Elliott right there. <laughs> and then, um, or, and so it sounds like that may be something that she could look into herself as well. Right. You know, I've known a lot of negative people in my life and uh, they're not present in my life for a reason. (laughs) I mean, as much as we have dark humor on the show and as much as I have my depressive episodes in life too, Mm -hmm. like everyone experiences pain. It's okay to be negative, but there's like a line where, you know, some people are basically choosing to be um, unnecessarily negative, critical, uh, doom and gloom, um, invalidating of anyone's positivity, stuff like that. Um, it's often a reaction to their own inner pain, which they're often not conscious of or understanding why it's there. They just feel like shit all the time. The world is out to get me. Nothing's ever going to work out for me. Um, everyone betrays me, you know, whatever. Like it, you can easily become habituated to a worldview um, and get very set in an attitude that if you do it enough, if you think it and feel it enough, it starts to feel real and legitimate. And you start to see the world through these inaccurately colored glasses, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not rose colored, but like black colored. Yeah. And everything you see is just like shit. And, you know, you're experiencing internal pain that's projected externally. Um, and so getting coaching or therapy to re-empower yourself can really help, you know, let her, letting her know that like, babe, it sounds like you're really dismal about everything in life, like your connections, your hope, your, you know, situation, whatever it is. And, you know, I would like to see you happy. I would like for you to, um, feel empowered and hopeful and excited about things in life. Not all the time. It's okay to have your dimensions, mm-hmm. but like, maybe you should consider getting help to, you know, open your mind to different ways of seeing the world and really examine what's at the core of these feelings and like learn healthy self-love because I, Mm. I, all the negative people I know who are just like curmudgeons or criticizers or complainers, it's just like, yeah. Yikes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is important to, to hopefully at least find out from your partner if you're, if you are any relation or source to this stuff, because if you are, you want to find out how you can, uh, what you're doing that's upsetting your partner mm-hmm. and then work on it. Uh, but if it's like something on their side, you know, you don't have to just take it mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. You say, I love you. I want to support you, but this is really draining on me. Right. And uh, all the sex stuff aside, it's like you want to be able to connect with your partner. It sounds like there's a bit of disconnect. Exactly. Uh, it is interesting. You mentioned that it's better when she eats. So that makes me wonder <laughs> yeah. if there's a, you know, that she's experiencing like lack of, self-care mm-hmm. and like you know being hungry and then coming home and just like is like super hungry and then hangry yeah, yeah. and then eats a little bit and it's like okay like now come, coming mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. Uh, just throwing that one out there because mm-hmm. that is a real thing yeah but. some people like mismanage their day and they wonder why they're like so pissed at 5 p.m every day it's like <laughs> right. oh wait do you never eat until 5 p.m that might be part of it yeah so i think like yeah setting um you know setting healthy boundaries telling like look hey i i can't interact with you right now if you need time like by yourself that's fine but it's 
it's exhausting to like be in this conversation day in day out with no nothing changing and if none of that has any impact you know you can leave and move on mm -hmm. this whole episode is pretty much about like telling you to leave your uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's okay to walk away <coughs> yes like we need to sell like shirts with all these like oh they're coming things. <laughs> they are coming we just gotta narrow it down you know i mean we could just like this month we're doing this shirt. It's okay to walk away. Uh -huh. It reveals the next uh -huh. one is going to be. Gosh, I'm sure we can. Uh, I can figure out something. Definitely the that. horse to water. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I want you. Can you hand draw that? <laughs> I would love to. It's going to be like the worst looking horse That's you've the ever point. seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like really derpy. Like its eyes oh don't my, really yes, love. It's yes, just like, yes. should I drink this? <laughs> what is this stuff in front of me? It's fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways thank you so much for writing um vaughn and we appreciate your candidness and we wish you the best yeah good luck yeah letter number three comes from zora a 24 year old straight woman zora writes hey megan fernando i've been dating an awesome guy for about a month now and we finally got around to doing the deed last week Ooh, shit. all right <laughs> our chemistry has been off the charts so i was of course really excited but when we were messing around and I got his pants off, he has an uncut dick. And it looks really gross to me. I'm sorry, but that's just how I feel. It looks so weird and alien and makes me not want to touch it at all. Even when he got hard, I, I could still notice it. I don't know what to do. We've messed around a couple times since then, but it never turned into sex. I'd always kind of go back to making go making out, keeping it light, getting up to go to the bathroom, breaking the mood, whatever. I feel bad. I can tell he really wants to have sex, and I do too. Or at least I did more before I saw his dick. But now I feel like I can't. What should I do? Should we just keep the lights off forever? I totally still feel it in the dark, though. He's a great guy so far, and I really want to see where this goes. How do other girls deal with this? Well, thanks for writing, Azora. Mm -hmm. um, it is, so I just want to th throw this out there. It is okay to need some time to mm -hmm. adjust to, like, seeing, you know, your first foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just as a friendly reminder, there is nothing wrong with his body. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we have especially, this can be a form of um, having sort of expectation can lead to, like, body shaming. Yes. And we don't want to do that. And so there are, I don't know if, how much you've communicated to him. There's probably, I think in most cases, transparency is always the case. And this one, it's like, I don't know it. Because he can't, you know, this is just like, I mean, I guess he could go and get it taken care of. Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. there are adult circumcisions, okay. but it's not common. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, that's, it's kind of like saying, well, I don't like the blonde in your hair, Meg. And yeah. it's like, and it's like. I don't know. It's just naturally how I am. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's not I actually really like the blonde hair mixed up. Don't want to throw that at you. But it's not it's not it's kind of like I can't really change the way that my big toe looks but then you know, or right. whatever the case is. So that's not a really productive conversation. Mm -hmm. Um something that you can do with with anything that we don't like, I think a lot of time it comes down to exposure. Mm -hmm. So like go it's <laughs> gonna be uh, don't do this on your work computer, <laughs> yeah. but uh, go <laughs> look up pictures of uncircumcised penises. Yeah. Go watch porn with uncircumcised dicks. Uh -huh. And just like kind of expose yourself to a lot of it, yeah. you know? Um, and Normalize it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you see like it's just the penis. It's got a little extra skin, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, 
we are, it's interesting because in the U S we are seeing a, a trend where circumcision, uh, for male, you know, for uh, baby kids, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. males are going sign male at birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are going to be, uh, it's lowering. Yeah. It's still like, Oh, I forgot. So 50 something percent right now. Oh, wow. Uh, still. Yeah. But it's, it is lowering. I don't have statistics to show you all the numbers, but yeah. I just know it's lowering. Right. What the internet tells me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, um, Scrolling through enough pictures until you start to realize that this is normal and common um, and because it is our natural state. I mean, before circumcision was a thing, I don't know how far back it goes, um, but in the span of human existence, it is a very recent development, like a couple thousand years at most, you know, it has um, religious history in certain religions. Um, Personally, I am very against uh, genital mutilation, non-consensually of any being of any gender. Um, but we're not here to debate the ethics of it in this episode. We're just answering, how can you (laughs) get more comfortable with it? Um, saved myself from a huge tangent there. (laughs) (laughs) Gold star for today, Meg. Two gold stars. (laughs) Thanks. So this is like a a body positivity issue. Um, you kind of have to just get on board with like dicks come in many shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. and levels of skin amounts and orientations of that skin. And, um, you can sexualize a penis, even if it looks a little weird at first and, you know, start to associate the penis with pleasure. So I had a couple ideas, like maybe ask him to masturbate in front of you and you can like watch him enjoying his dick and like getting pleasure from it and the ways that he likes it touched, you know, there's more sensitivity. Um, you can like ask questions about how he wants you to mess with the foreskin, you know, um, another option would be to, um, Use a condom for quite some time as you know, before you guys decide if you choose not to go with condoms, but definitely start off with it and then have a thorough conversation. But when the condom's on, you're not going to notice the foreskin so much and you're going to feel just the joys of penetration from just a penis being inside you. And um, then you can start associating like I'm getting pleasure from this penis. Like as long as the sex is good, you're enjoying it. Then like, yay, you're starting to associate positive feelings with this particular penis. So then you can start accepting the quirks of it. You know, like every penis has got something a little funny about it. Body parts are weird and funny to begin with. Right. (laughs) And I think if we're raised in a culture where um, genitals are taught to be gross and forbidden and dangerous and icky, like we're going to have these really skewed opinions about them. It's hard to see them as sexy. Mm -hmm. Uh, absolutely and mm-hmm. imagine the same scenario like what if your partner said a, a someone comment about your labia yeah yeah um or compared you unfairly to his like previous partner's genitals oh my ex's labia was oh better God, than yours right? i don't know Fuck i don't know shit. what fucking people say about like <laughs> yeah and so yeah i love the idea of like being of just like yeah the normalization and just getting creative with it mm-hmm. watch him and just um, you took my question about like how to play with this foreskin. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, um, yeah, just be with it. Maybe you just got to sit here with his pants down and be like, I just want to stare at your penis for a second. <laughs> Give me like a few minutes. Let me just like acquaint myself with your penis and then have fun. <laughs> right. And and I, don't, I don't know if this shortcuts the process for you at all, but you could be slightly reassured by the fact that Many, many women out there, vagina havers of other genders, uh, report having 
increased pleasure when they're dating someone with an uncircumcised penis because the sensitivity, the way it rubs inside of them uh, is more pleasurable. So you could actually end up benefiting in a really big way from learning to love I'm this sure. particular penis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And it's like a normal penis once you pull it back, right? <laughs> That's you know, yeah. <laughs> Don't get caught up in aesthetics. Exactly. Exactly. Just yeah. really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to introduce our toolbox I book will. today? Our toolbox book today is called Models Attract Women Through Honesty by Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. Not related to any other Manson. <laughs> None. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, I've actually been following Mark Manson for years, reading his blog and uh, getting his email newsletter. Um, he's a really interesting author. I've read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is another book we'll cover another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one was written in 2011, around the height of the pickup artist era. Oh, yeah. As you've probably heard us talk about on the show before. So. It sounds to me like he took a look at the pickup artist philosophy and tactics, maybe tried some of it out. It seems like he's definitely acquainted with that community and then decided to write an antidote for it. So I applaud him for that because I think this is an excellent dating book, Uh, even though it's aimed towards straight men. um, As a not straight woman, I still took a lot from it. (laughs) Like I learned a lot and felt very empowered about my own dating approach and reminded about principles that I maybe hadn't valued as much like um, authenticity or bust you know because at the time pickup artistry was so focused on being someone you're not like be aggressive like wear flashy clothes um, be pushy um, make fun of the girl like for most men out there that's not naturally who they are and so you're going to attract somebody who's liking a false version of you yeah that's inauthenticity so the book really pushes back on that philosophy and mm-hmm. gives you way better strategies. Yeah. And most people don't like being degraded. Like outside of like consensual like subspace. Sure. <laughs> normal world, you're like, what the fuck? Fuck off with that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I do really like in the book. Yeah. Some of this is like in a sense relationship 101. Mm-hmm. And I highly encourage, you know, you know, some pieces that he mentions, like, you know, stop trying to be someone else. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, but people are really caught, caught up in that, I think. Yeah. You know? They like, you think. you got to show off constantly, like impress someone constantly. Yeah. It's so, and social media kind of gives us that distorted view about ourselves, about yeah. like, what people like. And that's not going to be an accurate view of like what people on a day-to-day base, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, don't be needy, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you're taking care of your needs mm-hmm. when it comes to to dating and connecting with other people neediness just sounds like um it's it's like desperate yeah and it's like the need for approval and yeah. like chasing that from external sources shows that you're not a confident person right you're not yeah. secure in yourself yeah and you know yes like i know from uh the male perspective sometimes it is hard to like get people to respond back and like you know something i've done with like on uh, previously on like dating apps like if someone if i reach out to someone haven't heard back but it was like it seemed like a good connection mm-hmm. or we were in dialogue and it stopped i'd reach out and be like hey uh, you know i really enjoyed our dialogue mm-hmm. i would love to continue if this is no longer on the table i understand you know i wish you the best yeah and it's like it's really healthy because it's like you know at the end of the day like yeah i would love that connection to, to grow into something mm-hmm. but the other part of me is like if, if this doesn't work i don't care like yeah. and, and, you know i'm like uh oh, that's that's a bummer yeah and i move on because 
my life isn't dependent on that. Yeah. But if I'm like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Is everything okay? What's going mm-hmm. on? That uh, There's nothing sexy about that. Right. And you're like, then they probably dodged a bullet. Yeah, yeah. So. You have too much self-respect to beg. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, vulnerability is another piece that they bring up. Mm-hmm. Just being, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I think acting like you don't give a shit about things is not... That was cool when you were like a teenager, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> if I can call it cool. It's more like it seemed cool. Right, right. But being vulnerable and open and just honest with, you know, about yourself and your interests, I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, it's the same thing we were talking about in the first question to today. If you are going to be, if you're dating someone, you're like, I'm looking for like a primary partner mm-hmm. or I'm looking for a casual connection. And this is my availability. Mm-hmm. I want to have someone with a kid with. I don't want children. That's all. That should not be like six to eight thing discussion or at the six month mark when you're still trying to quote figure it out. Sure. That should be like first date question, you know, think dialogue because you want to figure it out. And if that means it's not going to work out, if the other person is looking for having someone to kid with and you just want to hook up, don't be a fucking dick. Don't be dishonest about right. that. Like, don't be, that's misleading. It's dishonest. And, um, sometimes unplanned pregnancies happen that way. Mm-hmm. And then now you're both in a deal, you know, now you're entangled in a way that's super fucking messy and you have the child to, to take care of. And so just save yourself, everyone the trouble. And if it means you can't hook up with this person or this isn't going to work out, enjoy their company. Like, you know, like it's, a, you know, it seems like we're not mis- we're not, we're mismatched here, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I enjoy your company or like, Hey, like this is what I'm looking for. And I'm, uh, you know, I appreciate your time, but I'm going to spend that looking elsewhere for what I'm looking for. And for you're the sure. same. Mm-hmm. So you both dodge a bullet. Um, but more importantly, you just both respect each other. Yeah. And yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the way that these concepts are laid out, as intuitive as they sound, like after you've read the book, um, it's it's presented in a really clear way that I just love Mark, Mark Manson's um, writing style because he explains some you know, maybe some more complex uh, psych- psychological concepts in ways that are applicable to anybody listening. They can take the advice and act and like put it into action in their own lives. It's not just sort of like a theoretical book about dating. It's it's like really lots of examples from his life and people he's gotten to know. Um, some of it is like really basic classic advice about um, self-care, fashion, health, fitness um, for men particularly. But it's also a good reminder of just like, don't get too wrapped up in fashion. Wear what suits your body best, like what shows you off and fits you properly. Like, okay, that's uh, very different advice than a lot of dating books that are like, wear a flashy watch to like show off, you know, or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like inauthentic shit, again, is yeah. what it comes down to. One of my favorite concepts in this book, just to give you guys a little nugget, a little taste, was this concept of uh, polarizing. Uh, I think I've used this, but I called it filtering. Mm. So kind of same deal. The The idea is that you are so authentic about who you really are, what you're into, what you like, that whoever you're expressing it to is going to polarize to either one end of the spectrum of like, wow, that's interesting. I like this person. I want to hear more. Or the other end of the spectrum. Wow, that's not for me. We're not a match. And the idea is like, be so authentic and vulnerable about who you are that you cause others to polarize as soon as possible. Cause then you eliminate people who are not a good match for you and you're not wasting their time either. And then you're starting to filter for the people who are a good match. So like, let your freak flag fly as best you can within reason without like scaring someone off about like, 
some crazy kink you're into on the first date, yeah. but you know what I mean? Um, so the idea is you're not trying to cast a wide net. You are trying to find the people who are the best match for you mm-hmm. uh, by just being yourself instead of just like, oh, you know, I'm into all kinds of music. Like you're afraid to push them away when you say things like that. Where if you're like, I am definitely into death metal, like I'm super all about it. Yeah. And if they're just like, oh, yikes, no. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, cool, like have a great rest of your day. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> or like, wow, that's fascinating. But like, tell me more why you like it. That's a really good response, right? I love that response. Yeah. yeah. I think my main criticism about this this book, um, which I'm really confused about why this is in there. At the very end of the book, it takes a weird turn and gets into some um, really bad portrayals of consent. And it seems like he's advocating for escalating physical contact without discussing or asking um, and claims that like this is what women want. And I think on some level, a lot of women love the feeling of being ravished, of being seduced, of having an aggressive male um, interacting with them sexually. That can all be done still ethically, yes. right? Um, and so he uses a quote from a woman who wrote like, don't even ask, just do what you want. Like, keep going until I say no and stuff. And I'm like, where did you find this lady? And she does not speak for all ladies. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is dangerous advice. Um, it could have been a product of the time if I want to be generous. Like, consent has historically been shitty and <laughs> still <laughs> yeah. is not in the best place culturally. But this was 2011, maybe... Uh, he was speaking to what men wanted to hear of just like, yeah, go for it. I don't know. I, I think if you know someone really well, you can read their cues if they're liking it or not. But when you're first getting to know someone, use your words more than just inferring what their responses mean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I wonder if it's like, because, you know, if he was, since he has maybe some like loose, somewhat loose associations with the pickup artistry, it yeah. almost seems like here's a Hail Mary pass to, you know, to not alienate that crowd. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and it, it was bizarre. I just say, like, update your book, Mark. Like, Yeah, get a B2 and be like, yeah, version two or whatever and say, like, yo, I don't agree with this anymore. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he doesn't believe in that stuff anymore just based on my understanding of his other writings. But, yeah, I just wanted to, like, claim that while you can get a lot of great stuff out of this book and we still recommend it, just be aware and really use that last portion to ask yourself questions and try to learn about an updated definition of consent yeah. while you're at it. Yeah. yeah. We love recommending books to you on this podcast, and we want to make it super easy for you to use these incredibly helpful resources in your own love life. That's why we've teamed up with Audible, which has thousands of titles of all genres, which you can listen to while driving, cleaning, cooking, or any other activity. We don't judge. If you sign up through our link, you can get one free audiobook and one free month trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash headoverfeels. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. To submit your question, go to our website, headoverfeelspod.com. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at headoverfeelspod. Please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and review in your podcast app of choice. See you next week. <laughs>